the USFL gambling podcast next to head coaches and some of the USFL rules episode on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com and get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free to play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's better fantasy, B E T T O R fantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below the belt grooming. Head over to manscaped.com, use that promo code SGP for 20% off your, your first order and free shipping. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. It is free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. So grab it and let it ride. This is Jim Mora, and you're listening to SGPN. Football is a unique American experience. A game described by one turn-of-the-century critic as crude and barbaric with little chance of survival. But survive, it did. Welcome to the USFL Gambling Podcast. My name is Kobe Swinging Database Dad, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. USFL, we've got two more coaches named and. They had a press release in Birmingham, Alabama. We also have some rules for here for all of that. I should say uh, we got my co-host, former former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Third man in the booth. Give it up for the DFS God himself. 
the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Get over for NC Nick in the place to be. The mustache wearing <laughs> people. What's we going got, on, guys? We got to set up the video so people can see that mustache. You look like you're a fucking clue character right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got I got NC Nick in the ballroom with the USFL trophy. All right, how about that? I, I, right. I was going more like 1985, like dirty cop. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You look like Emilio Estevez in Stakeout. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a fucking throwback right there. You look like that. Well, you know the wife the wife hates it, but I think I might it, just because she hates it. I think I might continue to wear it. You look like. Uh, do you remember that guy that kind of looks like you look like a mixture of Vinny Del Negro and and uh, that cop <laughs> in Police Academy Five. <laughs> no, I'm looking at your picture. That cop, it's like every character's a cop in Police Academy Five. I'm a fucking idiot, but yes, maybe, you know, maybe my wife hates it because she knows the the kind of attention I'm going to get from other ladies out there. True. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why. I'm uh, sure actually, that's it. Y- you look like a fucking like a uh, like a pitcher now. Every pitcher's wearing some type of facial hair in the MLB. Oh, but guess but- what? We're not going to have the MLB because the USFL is going to be thriving because boom, baseball is going to be on strike because their players think they deserve they more got money. Too big for their britches. Well, that's what's classic with the guaranteed contracts. And I don't want to get I don't want to get go down that rabbit hole. But it's like no one watches your sport. You're paying these 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 athletes. "Quote unquote athletes, uh, uh, you know, like two hundred million dollar contracts. What was it? Chris Davis made like two hundred million dollars. He batted like one twenty, right? It guaranteed was gu- yeah, it was guaranteed. No one watches the fucking sport, so the owners aren't making any money. It, it this is it's it's pretty classic. One hundred sixty one million dollars over seven years for Chris it's Davis. It's horrible too. Good God. horrible. And, and you wonder, and 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 the XFL was getting better ratings in the fucking Major League Baseball. Like Sunday Night Baseball, XFL was beating. Sunday night baseball. So USFL is going to do that. How about that announcement? How about that? Since the first time since super bowl one, super bowl one guys that NBC and Fox will be airing week one game one, New Jersey generals at the Birmingham stallions. Well, I guess all the games are in Birmingham, but I, uh, that is game one. Both primetime networks will be airing it. Wow. The first Super Bowl one had that's the last time Super Bowl one they had put two primetime yes, networks there. Yes, it. and wow. look how it worked out for them. That's an agreement. So, I want to know like who's announcing. Well, I, I can you tell know, you it, this. Uh, I think it's going to be Gus Johnson because uh, I know well, that. Well, I'll be watching that one. Well, I, I believe he <laughs> was in. Uh, he was tied to it. I don't. I, I don't think it's official yet. And I've seen Tim Brando. Uh, bounce, uh, you know, pushing it on right. Twitter as well. Right. So I would assume them, maybe Joel Klatt, maybe uh Brock. Isn't Brando Ford. a CBS guy? No, I think he's Fox. Now he used to be CBS. Okay. He used to be CBS. So uh, that's pretty big time news though. I mean, I mean, that, I can tell you that that's going to really help. That's insane. Two network television yeah. stations well, the, out uh, of it, the four are going to be the NBC, uh, NBC lost the NHL to ESPN. So yeah. they have nothing going on. To compete with it, I mean, they they made a deal with fan controlled football before they did USFL because they were searching for anything. Yeah, so they they do have fan controlled football as well. But, <laughs> um, yeah, pr- pretty revealing. Is that good or bad or I, I mean, I guess it can't hurt. What do you mean? Uh, That's great. Well, I guess like viewers will be split between the two 
the, the two stations, but it doesn't matter. Cause I mean, I, obviously you can total both of them up to find out how many people are watching the sport. I think the thing you want right now is awareness. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a great, that's a great first uh, situation situation there. I would say, but, yeah, I think so. But uh, I mean, look, they, they announced, I don't know if you guys saw this press conference it was going on while, while, you know, work was going on for a lot of you guys. Uh, uh, but Skip Holtz was there. They had the go, the, the mayor of Birmingham. They, they said they had the fucking horse dressed up with the uh, USFL uh, <laughs> banner on him. That was amazing. It is a classy horse. That, I mean, come on. That, didn't it's that make you think of La- last boy scout? Remember that movie? Last boy scout. He rides the horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's old school too. Cause th- cause didn't they have the horse back in the eighties also? Yeah. Yeah. They had so, it back. So they're already starting to do what Patty C wanted when we talked last week. And about play. bringing back some of that '80s charm to it, bringing like you know, relishing in the history of you know when they the first three years they were in existence, thirty or you know however many years ago. So they're already playing into that. So I know at least Patty's got to be happy. Boom. Yeah. To me, you get the horse going. Yeah. More All of that. Are off. More of that on the side. It's like the Cincinnati Bengals used to have that cool ass tiger on the sidelines. Now they don't have it. Right. What's well, going well, on? We, we love college football. College football, they got you know Ralphie the Buffalo at Colorado. Yeah. They got the Bulldog at Georgia. Bring some of that. That's fun. That's, I mean, that's what makes every location unique. There's so much to work with. There's like the football, the helmet, the the helmet cars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Having the players run out of the helmets. Oh. The cars in the end. Please zone. bring back the helmet cars. Right. On the sidelines and the random car in the end zone. Right. I want that Cadillac, that that, <laughs> that van or Cadillac that just sits in the back of the Pittsburgh Steelers end zone. Can yeah. you bring that back? The winning quarterback should get that card. Whoever the team <laughs> yes. MVP is, right? All on board. Dude, that's a that's a big deal for XFL players too. I mean, that, that's USFL. USFL, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. USFL <laughs> players. Uh, whatever. But yeah, do that, man. Have have a little fun with it. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. And and I think that's what what is so exciting about this league. They they announced also uh, people under 15 years old get in free. I like that angle. Wow. City of Birmingham. I think we might have to go out there for some games, doing it for the kids, doing it for the kids trick. Love the kids. <laughs> um, they, they announced since our last episode, they announced also two brand new head coaches, the Pittsburgh Maulers NC Knicks team hired Kirby Wilson, Kirby Wilson, born and raised in LA, not far from us currently uh, played college ball with the Illini in the eighties. Uh, and then went on to play in the CFL as a player for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Toronto Argonauts. And then he became a coach, started out back in LA, Pasadena Community College, then Los Angeles Southwest Community College. Pretty sure they don't play football there now. It's a damn shame what's going on. But anyway, it then is. he went to Southern Illinois as a linebackers coach and a defensive coordinator. Then he went to Wyoming, where I, th- I want to say he was there with Joe Tiller, if, if uh, my history is correct. Then he went to Iowa State. He was at Iowa State. He was the running backs coach for Troy Davis when he ran over for, for over two thousand yards with the Cyclones. Nice look. He then went to the New England Patriots from ninety seven to ninety nine. I'm trying to think if that's the Pete Carroll era or is that a mixture of I th- I, I'm not sure if that's Carroll or. Uh, then he went to the Washington Redskins. Yes, that was pre Super Bowl Belichick years. Yeah, he went to the Washington Redskins. Uh, yeah, I think that was Pete Carroll at, in New England. He went to the Redskins in 2000. That was still Norv Turner, I believe, right, Nick? Oh, geez, man, are you if, really? Putting if me you on had that? to guess, I uh, think I I, I want to say Spurrier or Schottenheimer came in slightly after that. Oh, yeah. one, I want to say. Sounds about right. Uh, then he was with USC uh, in 2001 with Pete Carroll. So, 
then he went to uh, well, so, so maybe yeah maybe he's following Pete Carroll a little bit so maybe he maybe that that was the coach in New England there yeah I'm thinking it was well let me tell you what yeah. wherever this guy goes championships follow shortly thereafter New England in the late nineties. USC, well, not, not the Redskins. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but USC, USC in 2001, didn't they? Was that the year that they? No, like 2004 was their first national championship. No, but they had a, they had one that was a bullshit year Carson that they should have won a national championship. That was Carson Palmer's senior year. That was 2003. In my mind, they they were just as once again. This is the flaw in the college football system because they had the same record as the team that won the national championship and didn't play for the national championship. Mm, mm, um, then, uh, but then he goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 2002 to 2003. I want to say that's Gruden. Yeah, and he won a Super Bowl there. Then Arizona Cardinals, 04 to 06. I feel like they went to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Two, that might have been a little later. Then then the Pittsburgh Steelers from two. So he's back in Pittsburgh where, you know, he was a Steelers coach from 07 to 2013. Then he went to the Minnesota Vikings, the Cleveland Browns, and back to the Cardinals. Then it's to the, a bit of a rough. Th- then the Oakland Raiders slash Las Vegas, and now the Pittsburgh Maulers. Let me tell you what about a glass ceiling though. This guy's been stuck as a running backs coach since 1995, 27 straight <laughs> years as a running backs coach finally gets a head coach kick. Hey, but look, he's coached defense linebackers, receivers, quarterbacks, and running backs in his career. I mean, you're qualified. You are qualified. Well, here's what I like. I like the fact that he's been a running back coach for a long time and also a DC for a couple of years that fits with the Pittsburgh Maulers. Run the football, play strong defense. I think it's a perfect fit. Obviously, you're a little bit worried he has zero head coaching experience. Sure, but give the man a chance. Yeah, right? yeah. Here's run the damn ball. Going to run with it. Uh, and then the Birmingham Stallions went out and hired my boy. My boy. I can remember it like it was yesterday when East Carolina knocked off Virginia Tech, blocked a punt to win the game. Virginia Tech was top ten, and then like a week later, we beat a uh, like a top ten or top fifteen uh, uh, West Virginia team that had Pat White, um, and that is my guy Skip Holtz, head coach of the Birmingham Stallions. Look, Skip Holtz is a winner. There's no way. There's no other way to cut it. He shouldn't have been fired from Louisiana Tech, if you ask me. Um, you look at his coaching record. This guy, first off, he's coached as an as an assistant. Obviously, he played at uh, wide receiver at Notre Dame in for his dad um, back in 1986. He was a GA at Florida State with one Bobby Bowden, R- wide receiver coach at Colorado State with Sonny Lubick, uh, then Notre Dame's wide receiver coach, and then OC obviously with Lou Holtz. Then he went to UConn and he had great success at UConn, and they were in the FCS at the time. If you have a success at UConn, you're a good coach. Uh, then, <laughs> then, then he goes to South Carolina where his dad was a coach. He was assistant head coach OC. They had success. That actually, that's the first coach that brought South Carolina football back. People think Spurrier Spurrier took it to the next level. Lou Holtz was the first. Then he went to East Carolina where he uh, was the head coach of the pirates. And let me tell you at East Carolina, this guy was, he's a winner. He took over a program that John Thompson had ruined a former Florida defensive coordinator. He go he's five and six in year one, uh, then seven and six, then eight and five, then nine and five, nine and five. Then he leaves for South Florida at South Florida. I thought he deserved one more year because in year one, he goes eight and five year two, five and seven. Okay. Wheels are falling off three and nine. But if you gave him one more year, I think they would have been bowling. Um, if you, if you, and if you remember what uh, the coach that came in after him, I think it was that Charlie strong. No, somebody before uh, it was Willie Taggart that had success. I think in year one, uh, then he goes to La tech. And after starting out four and eight in year one at Louisiana tech, he proceeds 
to go to uh what is this? Seven straight bowl games and then last year they have a 3 and 9 record. Yeah. He gets fired also, for two also, losing seasons in, t- in in what 9 years. And in those bowl games he's 6 and 1 in those bowl games. In 2019 he goes 10 and 3. I mean this is a, Lu- a Louisiana Tech program that had never done anything before really. Yeah. That's his father finding out that he got fired. (laughs) (laughs) Right. He definitely deserved more time there. So my only question is, are you concerned that he's only coached at college? Never coached professionals or grown men ever. No, not not concerned at all. I mean, look, he's a winner. All right. He's going to be dedicated to winning and that's what he's going to do. Let me ask you this. What do you think the average age of a player in the USFL is going to be compared to that of like the NFL? Well, they said they're going to go for college players too. You would think, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's probably going to take on in the first year, a developmental league kind of feel, you know, they don't have the gajillions of dollars that they had back in the eighties for contracts. I don't think so. They're going to have to pay them a little less, which means, you know, maybe they'll get some old guys that are trying to get back in the league, but mostly I would think it would be younger guys, you know? Yeah. Uh, what? So, what do you? I mean, obviously, you guys think Holtz is the better hire because we know more as of him as a head coach. But overall, I think both hires will fit. What do you think? Uh, I would be lying if I said I had a lot of knowledge about. Uh, was it Kirby? Uh, <laughs> Kirby Wilson. Kirby yeah. Wilson. I'm not gonna lie. I've been tracking his career super closely. But uh, <laughs> Skip Holtz is a winner, like you said. Yeah. 14 out of uh, 22 years, a winning record. Um, and then one, one, five, 500 wrongfully years, so. fired, wrongfully fired. Um, uh, so we had Mike Pereira on, on a podcast recently where he was talking about the rules. Um, well, actually, I guess I should, before I get to Pereira's comments, we have two, two open positions still the Michigan Panthers and the new Orleans breakers. Yeah. Let me, let me interject real quick. Yeah. Sorry. Average age in the NFL. I just looked is 26 years old with the range of the teams going from 25 and a half to 27.3 years old. Skip Holtz has been dealing with 18 to 22 year olds. 26 years old is not that much different. I think he'd be fine. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think so too. Well, I mean, George Allen back when he coached the NFL average, it was up like to 34. Oh, he brought it up to yeah. 34 himself. <laughs> but. Uh, George Allen, former USFL head coach of the Chicago blitz. Um, so, so new Orleans breakers, Michigan Panthers out there. I was, we were hoping for Paul Johnson to Pittsburgh that didn't happen. So now I'm hoping for Paul Johnson to Michigan. Give me <laughs> Paul Johnson to the Michigan Panthers and new Orleans breakers to get Ed Orgeron and Les miles on the same staff. Beautiful. All right. The league's been pretty tight lipped. Like we have no idea who was, you know, applying or who they're potentially looking at. Um, I've heard Jeff so Fisher. Jeff Fisher, come on! <laughs> really? What are you talking about? You got a Jeff Fisher mustache going right now. <laughs> <laughs> I look like Jeff Fisher right now. But I can coach better than him. <laughs> I think Jeff Fisher would be all right, right? He is a well-known a, any commodity. coach that coached with Buddy Ryan. I'm a fan of. I'm Dude, gonna guess who goes five hundred. He's been sitting on his ranch in Wyoming or Montana for the last like five years. <laughs> Grant, yeah. If he comes back, his team's going 500. Good call, Patty. Hey, either way, it'll be entertaining. I'd be happy with Jeff Fisher, but I, I do want Paul Johnson, Ed Orgeron, less miles ahead of him. And you want to throw out any other names that, that you're hoping get, you know, to end up with that job. I know Art Bryles was mentioned. Um, 
You know, Jeff Fisher was a damn good coach in the early two thousands. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nick's giving he, Jeff Fisher he, a hard he, time. He did not keep up with the times. He did not keep up with with <laughs> well, maybe, offense coming to the forefront. Maybe five okay. years. Well, look, I don't want offense to come to the forefront in the USFL. I want defense too. All right, and Jeff Fisher was a coach with Buddy Ryan, so maybe he brings in that 46 defense and they start kicking ass in, in the USFL. Six straight losing seasons to end his career. He had a long leash. <laughs> uh, I thought he was one of the most overrated coaches towards the end of his career, and and I don't think I'm alone in that sentiment. Clearly, you are right. <laughs> um, well, any other coaches though that you guys think would be uh, good fits for? I mean, I know we mentioned Art Bryles. I mean, um, June Jones. Uh, yeah, June Jones. Now that he's not going to Hawaii, that would be one, that I, and that would be perfect in New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have a little fun down there with the break. And, and, and look, this is a guy who's got USFL experience. He was a coach of the Houston Gamblers and the Denver Gold. He knows what he's working with here. And look, he would fit very well with those helmets and those uniforms, also. Yes, yes, and yes. That, that, that like passing attack, that pro style. Aired out, air raidish. Yeah, you it's know, not based on intimidation. Yeah. yeah, it's based right. on finesse, and those helmets are full of finesse. That's true. They should come on, USFL. Listen to us, please. <laughs> um, that would be that would be fa- fantastic. That would be fantastic. I still want Paul Johnson to the Michigan Panthers though, or or John <laughs> Gruden, John or Gruden, Glanville. <laughs> Jerry Glanville, Jerry sure, Glanville. sure. Yeah. Jerry Glanville. We are always pro Glanville, friend of the program. Him and June Jones have been on the show. <laughs> Uh, been on our, our show at Sports Gambling Podcast, so um, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, so Mike Pereira was was on a podcast. He was giving out some of their rules that they will have, and I kind of like it. Roughing the passer, hit on defenseless receiver will be reviewable, which I think is great because so many times we see just awful roughing the passer calls. I I remember I think it was the Ravens Dolphins game this year. Where Lamar Jackson just barely gets touched, and they call it a roughing the passer, absolutely horrible. It makes the sport disgusting to me. You should be able to hit the quarterback unless it's it's something ridiculously late. Um, I like that, and same with the defenseless receiver play. What do you make of that, Patty C? Yeah, I agree with you. I think you know the closer we can bring the sport back to where it was before, like the NFL decided that it needed to play the PR game super closely. Yeah. Then we're going to have a better product straight up. Yeah. Nick, what do you make of it? I guess for me, it's TBD. Yeah. Just cause they review it. Doesn't mean they're going to be less careful or, le- or less protective of quarterbacks and receivers. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing because yeah, I think sometimes you watch the replay and you're like, Oh my God, you know, the guy like, you know, flicked him in his helmet with his middle finger and they call it a penalty, you know? Yeah. So I guess it's a good thing, but I still want to see Ultimately, it's going to come from the top down, whether yeah. or not they're going to extremely protect offensive players or not, and that's yet to be determined. And and uh, well, this one I love though. Pass interference will be a 15-yard penalty if the spot of the foul was over 15 yards. Assuming that the guy doesn't outright tackle him, if the guy intentionally yeah. pass interferes, yeah. I think it'll remain a spot foul. Yeah. It, I don't have no, a no, no, it, says, it says DPI will, will be a spot of the foul penalty over 15 yards. If the defender deliberately tackles the receiver that I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think that's improved. I think that's better in the NFL already then. Yeah. It, it's bringing a lot of judgment calls in. Like what is deliberately? I mean, you know, it's, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Although I think that uh, incidental pass interference should not be a 50 yard penalty. 
Yes. You know, we that's saw it annoying. in that, uh, what was the Raiders game? I think it was the Raiders chargers game. Perhaps I think it was there where Zay Jones. I mean, just an awful, awful pass interference call that got the Raiders a touchdown. Yeah. And this is one I'm curious. I want them to move the ball back to, to actually have kickoffs. Well, hold on, hold on. Before we go there, let's talk about this pass interference because we we all have been watching NFL for long enough where we re- remember back in the day when it was a 15 yard penalty. And at that time, I think a lot of people were arguing that it shouldn't be adjusted. I don't even remember that. No, no, no. You're talking. I don't think it wasn't NFL. 15 then. No, no, no. I don't. NFL re- was a 15. A- NFL back in the day was not. You get it at the point of the foul. That was a rule change. Like, I don't know. I, I'm just throwing a, a somebody random out there, like mid nineties or early nineties or, or something like that before it, it was a 15 yard penalty. It was not at the spot of the foul. And I, at the time, a lot of people like complained because of there was like, just like blatant. Look it up, Patty, 1977 or 82. I'm sorry. I can't find the exact date, but it's one of those two that it looked like it became a spot foul, maybe 1984. I don't know. There's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of numbers around here floating around that I can't look up fast. I, I don't remember that. Am I mistaken? I, I thought in like in, in the eighties it, 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 it was a fifteen yarder and not a spot foul. Well, I just know in college football, and I thought college football's pass interference rules have long been better. Now I'll say this: the NFL's pass interference rules didn't bother me that much in the eighties or nineties because they let the cornerbacks be physical. Yeah, I would love yeah. to see that again. I hate them rewarding the offense so much, but I think it's a good start. I think it's a good start for the league. It's promising to me, um, Agreed. but let's talk about this though. We still want to be able to see the kickoff, not that shitty XFL kickoff that I think is terrible. And I don't like to see the NFL's one where most of them kick it deep and it's out of the end zone, bring it back to where it was. And another thing is I don't think you should start at the 25. I think you should start at the 20 reward defense. It used to be that way. Reward defense. Any other rule changes that you want to see? Um, I, the, the crackback block. I wanted them to get rid of that shit. Um, I mean, yeah. I look as <laughs> I don't know what you guys thought of those. the The divisional weekend of championships was amazing because we had new teams and because there was high drama. But I would be lying if I said, "Oh my gosh, every game came down to the wire." Maybe it feels like a little bit of this is like you know, uh, fixed you know, by the NFL and the officials wanting, and especially when you hear the ref, uh, the announcers being like oh, after Travis Kelsey scores the touchdown and it's clearly a touchdown and they're just trying to draw it out. Like, I don't know if he scored. I don't know. Wait till after the commercial break to find out. And it's just like, okay, rather than that, rather than them trying to draw out the drama, I would rather have them create like turnovers on defense that create touchdowns and like not have it always yeah, be a the two final minute drill. two minutes of that Chiefs you know, Bills game, which I know got unbelievable ratings and, and it was entertaining. It was entertaining, but the fact is I would rather see some good defense. That yeah. Tyreek Hill play was terrible defense. Even the strategy down the stretch, I don't know. It's just there's too many two minute drills. There's too much offense. There's, the defense is always the afterthought in the game. I would rather see some more balance. Right, guys, you're you're fighting an uphill battle because so many people enjoyed that. I, I kind of agree. I thought, like, come on, somebody play some defense. This is ridiculous. If it's really just like last person with the ball wins that, you know, play a little bit of defense. I like some offense, but I don't like games in the forties, you know? Yeah. But what the, the, the might Packers be, might be the minority. Okay. The, the Packers, <laughs> the Packers Niners game was like the most perfect game this weekend to me. Special teams touchdown, the difference maker in the game. Um, yeah, Colby Colby. But how many people are talking about that game and how many people are talking about 
KC Buffalo. You know what Look, that is though? That's fantasy football. A billion yeah. motherfuckers watch soccer. Okay. That can be a one zero game and people are wildly entertained. You know, you're still going to, these guys are making quadrillions of dollars on a one zero game. Uh, People can tolerate it. It's a good point. (laughs) Um, Okay. So those are the, any other rule changes that you guys want to see? I mean, crack, get rid of the crackback block because I think that's terrible. I, I, I like being able to block if they, if you reverse your field. Yeah. How about apply this like logic to the game and then all rules follow. It's a contact sport. People are going to get hit, you know, and accept that and then apply that to every single situation. Oh, crack back block. Oh yeah. It's a contact sport. People get hit. Yeah. Let's, let's allow that. The AAF I thought did a decent job of that. Uh, Brian Woods was involved with the AAF. He's involved with the, U- the, the, he's a the main ingredient, I think in, in the USFL coming to light. Um, hopefully we have the same rules there. Cause I thought they were letting hitting go. This was in the so, uh, AAF. AAF. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's, it's not a, a rule change, but, but maybe we can move on to the next topic. And I just threw out on our Slack channel. Meanwhile, people should Go on our Slack. That's for sure. Yes. Colby can uh, tell you how to. Uh, Slack Sports Gambling Podcast. We have a USFL channel. We have a college basketball, college football, and if anything you could think of, really, uh, go, go do that. Well, go, what were you saying? So the first matchup's been mentioned: New Jersey versus Birmingham. Mike Riley versus Skip Holtz. I just threw out there for for shits and giggles. I said Birmingham minus three and a half, and. I got a lot of pushback, uh, you know, from some of the, you know, our sharps here that, that know a lot about spring football. And they were like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Mike Riley, much better coach than skip Holt. Wow. Is that true though? I don't know. I, I was trying to defend skip well, and I, you know, Bir- Birmingham's at home granted like every game's there, but at least they don't have to travel for it. I mean, obviously, well, the fans are going to be there right for him though. The fans are going to yeah. be Birmingham fans. So can I be I, honest? Yeah. Whoever the fuck is a sharp <laughs> at this point <laughs> is a fucking moron. What do you but, but I will say this, man. I had a great record ATS in the XFL in that short season that we had. Okay. I had a great record in the AAF. Okay. So maybe I'm going to go ahead and say I that I am corrected. a sharp. <laughs> I analyze well, the rosters and I make my picks. We don't have rosters right now, so it's really just for fun. But Mike but. Riley's had success. He was coaching the World League. He's coaching the AAF. He's coaching the CFL. He's had more experience at a professional level. He and, and the San Diego Chargers. And that's why our guys were favoring that side and said they would take three and a half all day. We'll, we'll see who the rosters are before I. <laughs> you can, you can't bet on this yet, can you? No, it's no. not out there yet. It's not out there yet. I don't think we got. It's coming. We just got the head coach. No coordinators. No nothing. It's coming. But in Degen Nation, you can make a bet on well, this. Well, what line would you throw out there? Because apparently my line was off. Uh, <laughs> Wait, it's Birmingham versus. I don't even. It's, it's in Birmingham. They're taking on the New Jersey Generals. Home home field advantage. Uh, Nick, did you say the Philadelphia Stars? I think it's the New Jersey. Isn't it the New Jersey Generals no, that are playing? I, I, yeah, it's Jersey. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I think I think uh, I'm gonna lay two and a half. I'm gonna lay two and a half with the sta- with the Stallions. ECU baby. Bet bet your fucking rent on that one, folks. <laughs> do I need Do I need to play this uh, for Skip Holtz? All right. Do I need to? Yes, there we go. All right. Well, look, we're going to bring you more information. I'm going to have more guests on a lot of uh, big time USFL guys. Uh, 
going to come on the show and talk with us uh, more stuff. So it's going to be fun. We will have you covered on the USFL gambling podcast. So subscribe, tell a friend and uh, yeah, give us a follow on, uh, on Twitter at gambling USFL. Yes. Brand new feed. Give it a follow at gambling USFL. And uh, yeah, I'm at the Colby D on Twitter. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. The uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast is on Twitter at the SGP Network. Give them all a follow. Get that SGPN app because guess what? When April 16th comes and USFL games are kicking off, all of our picks are going to be available on the on the SGPN app. And even right now, there's already articles. XFL Jim wrote an article about the, the USFL. Um, I know we got other guys that are going to be writing articles as well about the USFL. So you'll get all that for free on the SGPN app, which is free to download in the app store and Google play store. So go ahead and do that and subscribe, tell a friend and uh, let's do this. Let's kick some ass. All right. We got, I can't believe the USFL is actually back. I just can't believe it. Woo. There we go. All right, folks, this is the USFL gambling podcast. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. <laughs>